Touchdown with Erin Masemola on the bench with local legends. Your questions, your heroes. Welcome to the Touchdown with Erin Masemola. And yes, it is yet another opportunity for us to discuss all things rugby, especially given the fact that the Curry Cup final happened this past weekend and the Bulls lifted their second trophy of the season as well. But one important thing to note was the man in the middle, the man who was holding the whistle, of course, that was Yaku Paper, one of South Africa's best rugby referees at the moment. Yaku Paper joins me at the moment. Yaku, how are you doing? I'm very good, thanks, Aaron. Thanks for inviting me. Good to chat to you. Oh, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for, for joining me. I mean, after your fifth Curry Cup final in terms of holding the whistle in hand, how are you feeling? Yeah, good. You know, um, these sort of pressure environments take a bit out of you, so you take uh, a few days to recover. And as you get older, also the body takes a few extra days to physically recover. But it's it's a big event. I mean, it's a special event, so it, it takes a bit of planning, it takes a bit of input, but it's not easy on the on the system. It it, it really takes a bit out of you. Absolutely fantastic. But to talk a little bit more about your love and your and your passion for the sport of rugby, I know that you were a player, then a coach, and now you find yourself with the whistle in hand as a referee. Can you maybe just touch on your rugby journey a little bit? Yeah, I grew up in a house where, where there was an obvious love for rugby for my folks. You know, my dad was a, a player and a, and a coach, you know, for first 15s and at school level. and that, uh, So there was an obvious love for rugby already established in my house when I grew up. So I spent a lot of time next to the rugby fields where my dad coached and, 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 and you know it's just it's just natural that you get to know more about the game and, and, and love the game and you, and you miss it. So you, you want to go back. And I played and I'm not the best player in the world, played played a bit of uh, 1920 rugby at, at representative. But then a few serious knee injuries just forced me to be involved in another way and uh, started coaching. Um, at, at school level, you know, school junior teams, and uh, uh, whilst I was still studying, and then uh, you had to referee at some some weeks, you had to referee your own teams or your own school teams that you coach, um, because the union just can't supply enough referees on a Wednesday or a Thursday, you know, because most of those blacks work and they're only available weekends. So I had to start. It wasn't the plan. I started refereeing, and then it went okay. And the older older teachers at school, I'm, I'm obviously not a teacher, but. Um, uh, I, I joined in, in the coaching ranks and then they, they wanted uh, me to referee their games. So they gave me a few beers, you know, if I referee their games on their behalf. So I ended up with a case of beer for every weekend, sort of for me and my mates, you know. So it was, it was purely for the love and, and a bit of reward. And uh, that's how it happened. And then the union actually saw, saw me ref a few games and I said, oh, because you recently played and that, that, that brought a bit, a bit of feeling and understanding for the game. They said, wouldn't you like to actually involve um, officially at the union as a referee, so that's that's how it all started. Oh, absolutely fantastic journey as well. But you were former, uh, you were previously a player as well in terms of playing on the field, and I'm certain you understand the pressures that comes with playing in a final. But now being a referee, do you still get nervous in terms of being the man in the middle for a big final like the Curry Cup final? Oh yes, definitely. Um, I think the day that you don't get nervous and worked up before a game like that, um, that's the day you should um, you know, retire straight away because then you've lost your respect for the for the big moments and, and how, how precious it is. But yes, I think, I guess over time what happens is you, you just kind of channel that pressure a little bit better where in your younger days, you, you know, you get worked up and you put things whereas as you get more experience, you probably use that, um, you're more, you know, in, in a better way and you challenge it 
channel it better so you actually deliver better and you are more close to that person that you always are and being worked up and a bit under, you know, like a deer in the headlights. So um, experience definitely in our game helps, but it doesn't take the pressure away. It just helps you deal with the pressure. Oh, very true. And I can only imagine the pressure of being the man to make those very important calls in a final as well. But looking at the world of sports and the world specifically of rugby as well, we saw the Super Rugby Unlocked series and now the Curry Cup come to an end in somewhat of a completely different setting due to COVID-19. How has COVID-19 impacted you as a referee? Yeah, a big time, you know, just like the teams, we have to go through COVID protocols every week to, to actually, you know, be clear to, to take part in the games on the weekend. So, um, you know, that happens on a Tuesday, formal testing, and then we get the results on a Wednesday. So many appointments are only confirmed on a Wednesday once everybody's clear. Um, and you do your bit of work early in the week as you normally do, but the teams, they only do their set pieces and scrummaging on Wednesdays and Thursdays now, where it used to be Mondays and Tuesdays. So everything is a little bit behind the block, you know, so a bit more pressure when we try and deal with the teams, because we're not there to catch the teams out. We're actually there to help them through the week to actually prepare better for the game so they can adjust. And all those sort of things are a little bit different. You know, we used to have a lot of workshops, all the refs in, in a room, and we work it out and we get scrum coaches in to come and help us, and we get uh, big you know, spring coaches to come and help us uh, understand the game better. But those sort of things are a little bit different now. It's all on these sort of platforms now. Um, so it's a little bit less personal, um, but we're still finding ways and means to do it. Um, but I, I guess the, the biggest impact is the travel and the stadiums at the empty. And when you travel, you know, we, the hotels are quiet. And, you know, there's no buffet at the restaurant, you know, at the hotel, that sort of thing. So it's, it's all just a little bit different, it's a bit weird. The empty stadiums, um, it's a bit weird, but like I said to many people, once once those players tackle each other, that first contact, then everything is back to real. It seems real again because <laughs> you, you can't fake that, that sort of contact that those players expose themselves. Definitely. One other thing about COVID-19 is that we're not seeing any fans in, in, in the stadium as well. And you as a referee, sometimes um, you, you might find it a little bit challenging to communicate with players if the fans are screaming throughout the whole stadium. Has it been a little bit easier for you as a referee maybe to just communicate with the players and get your message across? You know, it is, I guess it is a little bit easier because, like, you know, the, your voice travels a bit further and they can hear you. That's That sort of thing. But you can also now hear the chirps that the number 12 and 13 does from way, way uh, from the scrum. So you, you don't just hear the forwards giving you trouble, you also hear the, the players from, from wide. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just joking, but yeah, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit easier to, to communicate. Um, also for them at lineup time and where they make their calls, it's, they've got to do it, you know, a bit like this, because now the other team can hear their lineup calls. So it's, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's part of the adjustment for now. Oh, very, very true. And looking at the world of rugby as well, specifically the world of refereeing in rugby, now we saw Amy Barrett-Theron becoming the first female to be the official ref for a Curry Cup match. How important was this moment to, to grow the sport of rugby in the country, but also to have more females in terms of them being referees on the field? Yeah, I'm so proud of Amy. First of all, she, she's uh, such a wonderful person. You know, I haven't seen a person that's willing to work as hard as her in probably in my whole career. Um, she, she's willing to learn all the time. She's willing to, you know, step into a man's kind of like a man's world into a, a, a room full of referees, you know, 10 men and, and Amy, that sort of thing. So that takes courage. But also the best is she made it on merit. You know, there's no 
there's no, um, you know, she didn't get any favors to get there. She's, they put her through the system and she's worked her through the system right into that position. For me, that's the most important. We have to grow the game, but it's it's the best when we get someone from, from you know, a female referee that actually earned her place there between the men. And, and she's as good as the men and she will grow in the next few years. She'll grow a lot. She will be the first one to admit that, you know, there's a bit of a step, quite a bit of a step up in that game and it takes a bit of time to, to, to get used to it. But she's done really well and, and it's great for our game. There's, there's so many fem- ladies and girls and female that watch the game and love the game as much as we do. And if they're good enough, and uh, you know, we, we, we're going to allow them into the sport. Oh, absolutely beautiful. And for us as South African rugby lovers, we were so incredibly proud of her as well. But now I would love to look at your career a little bit. I mean, you've already achieved so much in your illustrious career. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, it was your fifth Curry Cup final that you held the whistle in hand. Is there anything specific that truly stands out for you? And in terms of the sport of rugby, is there anything else that you will still like to achieve going forward? Yeah, look, um, it's, it's been it's been wonderful so far, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the next few seasons. Probably a couple of seasons left for me uh, in it. Um, but there's so many special things. It's hard to just say that this game or that tour or this trip. But obviously, the World Cups are special. You know, I've been to two World Cups and Junior World Cups. I've been to two. They're all special, and you make friends from across the world and different cultures. Um, I must say Six Nations is really special. Um, it's it's a very traditional and historic tournament and you know it's uh, it's got such a build up and media attention and uh, all the old old traditions of the singing in the stadium. So I'm quite fond of the Six Nations. Rugby Champs being something different again. It's an open brand, you know, probably good weather, most likely get better weather than Six Nations. But for me, I, I think the Lions series, I've been privileged to be involved in the 2009 series in South Africa as a youngster. So I just did the small bits and pieces like running assistant referee or doing sub substitutions. And then 2013, I refereed in the series in Australia. And 2017, I refereed the opening test match and, and the Maori um, all-back test match, um, unofficial test match against the um, British Lions. But I must say, if I had to single out one, the British Lions tours are probably the most special that I've been involved with. Um, but there are many, many, many great things in rugby. Oh, absolutely beautiful. And as you mentioned, that British and Irish Lions tour, I think many South African fans are just hoping that the tour does happen this year as well. But looking at the sport of rugby, we have to admit to the fact that not everybody can play the sport of rugby. Maybe you're not as talented or you're not as big, but sometimes we would love to get involved possibly as an official on the field. How does one possibly start that journey to reaching what you've achieved, but also getting involved with the game in other facets? Yeah, look, there's, there's many ways to get involved, obviously, but refereeing is a, is a great, it's a great tool to get involved. One keeps you fit. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta be fit to keep up with the games. Um, two, you, you make new friends. So it's, it's just like any club, like any playing for a club. You come to an association like Fixa Referees, there are 80 other people. They already registered, you know, they become your mates. You find new networks for work and new networks for friendships and social. So that's also a great, um, uh, benefit of, of joining the referees and, and if you seriously love the game then you can you know keep that passion alive and be involved and we get a lot of uh, important people in the game to come and present to us uh, unions uh, referee societies so you, you get that exposure to top level people in the game to come and talk to you and stay uh, you know up to date with a, with a new game but where to start the journey for me as, as you mentioned 
you gotta love the game. If you don't love the game enough, you won't you won't take the you know you won't put up with the criticism and the negatives that come with it. It's not always negative. I like the criticism, and um, if it's constructive and you can actually benefit and learn from it, but you gotta know you gotta love the game. So if you love the game and you want to contribute and give back to the game, then come to Free State Rugby Union if you're in Bloemfontein or in this in the region. You enroll at the there's a there's a clear pathway. You register. You do your one or two first basic, real basic courses, and then you get slowly exposed to the next level, next level, next level. And you get certified, and you can referee. You can start at junior level. You can the, the quicker you respond and develop, the quicker you climb the ladder. And some of the blokes here just just wants to wreck a club game on a Saturday afternoon to stay fit. Some people don't aspire to become a test referee, so they love it. They just want instead of playing tennis at club, they referee a game. And then they have a drink with their mates afterwards, you know. So many ways to stay involved. Not you don't have to be uh, aspiring to be a test referee. You can also just be a social referee. Just take part and dive back into the game. Oh, absolutely beautiful, Jakub Paper. Thank you so much for joining me right here on the Touchdown. And I think looking at your journey and some of the work that you've already done on and off the field, we look forward to the wonderful contribution that you will continue to make to the world of rugby, not just in South Africa but internationally as well. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Aaron. I gotta say thank you to the people of Central South Africa for the support over you know a long time, long period that I've been involved in rugby and, and specifically OFM. You know, you guys have always been supportive and uh, you know positive vibes around you. So I appreciate that, and uh, you know we all need somebody to back us, and I thank you all for backing. Touchdown with Aaron Masimola on the bench with local legends, OFM Sport, the personalities behind the plays.